0: The Football Pod On Off The Ball In
1: partnership with AIB
0: Proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship
1: Check out hashtag the toughest for more
0: Hello there and you're very welcome along To the second last episode of episode 3 of The Football Pod Paddy Andrews, James O'Donoghue with me as always James, you're fresh off the back of another championship win at the weekend Congratulations oh, Thanks very much Yeah, We're
2: not going
0: too bad two, two from two Keep the good times rolling Paddy Andrews, you're fresh off a jet plane. Are you jet-lagged? Again, probably not at my peak. <laughs> these, these <laughs> look, Mondays, you look awful. These Mondays are tough going.
1: I'm only, <laughs> back from, I'm only back from New York doing a networking gig out there. Um,
2: networking, very important.
1: It's massively important. It's crucial, I'd say. Mm. So we had five days of that. We uh, got back this morning, so yeah. I'm looking forward to... Do you got five days? Day. Five days, yeah. To That's a good in.
2: stint in New York. Five days is a lot. So
1: it was all starting off really slow, and then we had a big weekend, big weekend. So oh, well. all the all the usual good spots over in New York. So good town, always well looked after. Uh, so Where yes. were you?
2: What what are the spots that you went to?
1: Uh, we're in the Long Hall, which I know there's many listeners on the show who have been there. Where. Johnny K looking after us so mm. it's a bit, the time difference is a killer all the sport is on we went there on a Saturday and sure all the sport was on early doors like 10am oh, so you can't leave then <laughs> once you're settled in and and there's always a great
0: breakfast yeah, in the long it haul was. It?
1: so we're there all day and then we're down to the meatpack and down to Chelsea that evening a little later that day um, so it was heavy going and they were out in uh, Brooklyn on Friday as well so it's not easy what it's not yeah. easy
2: what, yeah, great town, what about the about America, the American sports though? Would you be into them? The baseball. I Went to the Yankees on the Friday. Just kind of off season. season. I was in the Yankees. The, oh, Yankees the American on footballs f- on
1: often. Friday night, like so. Yeah, but uh, baseball was the only thing that's on, Which it wouldn't be my favorite. I'd be like <laughs> the basketballs. I was a good night out But uh, went over to the Yankees um, on Friday night. They got hopped off by the Red Sox, but. Uh, Again, go crack. They do sports well, the eggs. we spoke about it so they much do. on this. It's pure showbiz. Nothing's happening out there on the pitch, but it's a party. So uh, I
2: saw a great documentary, actually, about um, about the drugs in sport in the States. Oh. And, and Netflix. Untold. Do you see oh, yeah. it? all those untold documentaries? Your man, on
1: Johnny Mansell. Oh, Johnny Football, that one.
2: Johnny Mansell, yeah. That
1: was a good
2: one.
1: I enjoyed that, I have to say.
2: <laughs> in fairness to him, though, he did all right, like for a fella who did yeah. not give a fiddler's. Uh, he yeah, was the, the best college, college player ever. Like, yeah, I wouldn't say pr- he it's, it's, it's was. He 5, was sensational. Was he five ten? He went the Heisman twice. Was he ever going to make it? Yeah, right then. Al. Do you reckon he'd have made it if he didn't go off the rails? Which,
1: that's the whole oh, for point. For all the Heisman Trophy that's winners That's the whole point of. Like, you can't say would he have made it if he didn't go off the rails? He was going off the rails for his whole fucking career. <laughs> He was off the yeah. rails. He was it wasn't going to just rails, change. He was going to turn pro, and now I'm back, baby. It was dead serious. like It was a great show, though. I like that one, I have to say.
2: But 30 grand for signing autographs.
1: See, you and then summarised, just with his
2: buddy. When you won player play were you are not charging that, no? That was 10 G's 10 max. G's, I, 10 I couldn't I couldn't see, go anywhere. There
1: was inflation in the States, and
2: yeah. <laughs> The dollar's weak, I suppose. The yeah, dollar was weak at that. Time. <laughs> but the drugs in baseball was mental. like oh, Yeah. There, there was like a certain amount of home runs I don't know what the record was 40 or something and next thing everyone was just getting 70 so a they were breaking, like? breaking just all just
1: records just more power like. just fuck all I suppose
2: it. more power does it improve your hand eye yeah. oh, and your strength no injuries
1: so How can you get recovery of course
2: it does I have an idea basically where they'd be drinking fucking cans of beer and everything during it would they back so in they, the day the
1: lads are just standing around for about 5 hours like. rounders like yeah, well, it's rounders.
0: power in the gym all that Actually, sort of I'll stuff. All have yeah, power
1: in the GNT. Jesus, they hand oh, that yeah. out.
0: Yeah, <laughs> fair. That's fair. That is. Anyway, fair. yes.
1: The speaking states, of, a, go on, segue away from. Speaking
2: that. Speaking
0: of American sports. Speaking of American sports, the the GH championships are coming to a close over in the states. They're at The right. minute riddled in you out know, box a lot of footballers. As well. Yeah, well, let's not get into that. <laughs> a lot of footballers. Um, have obviously gone over for the summer in Ireland and you know, are coming back in dribs and drabs to their clubs some of them coming back as heroes having won championships beyond others coming back as villains when their club have been knocked out or beaten while they've been gone uh, and some of them have had the happy medium of coming home and helping their team win games so uh, the Boston finals were on the weekend before last I, I watched it there was some great commentary former Galway footballer Greg Lundy was involved in the commentary team and there was a brilliant game between Donegal Boston and Conor Gales. The Gales went four points up with three minutes to go and they were celebrating wildly on the sidelines. They had Boston Sean Kelly, didn't they? They did, yeah. He, he was, I think he was injured, he came on late. They had Emma McMahon from Clare and a few others. And then Boston broke down the field, got a goal. Darrell Roach, James, is the fellow mm-hmm. like we would have spoken about a wee bit earlier this year. He kind of got his chance with Kerry and... Um, you know, he would have been playing in East Kerry with yourself as well, I think. And just didn't really happen for him. Did he have an injury before championship? Anyways. He did, he. Right, go he, he got injured early in this game. And it looked like the hip was gone. He got nailed. They were gonna bring him off. They were kind of him and hawing about who they were gonna bring on. In between him hitting the ground and being taken off, he kicked two points. So he went off the field for about forty minutes. He can get back on for the last five minutes. Did he go off for four? And 40? he kicked. I think so, yeah. He kicked an absolute worldly to win it from the left sideline. With the left, last left from the, the left. With the left from the left, yeah. So Love those ones. That's a, a nice summer for Roach after uh, missing out on Kerry's yeah. championship I'd side. say
2: he'd have been disappointed because he was playing every National League game with Kerry and then against Tyrone, he went to tackle a fella probably with, a, with kind of a weak hand. He kind of went for an around the side tackle and I'd say he caught the Tyrone lad's elbow and he broke his wrist. And right, innocuous thing, but just broke the wrist. Surgery. Oh, for however long. Next thing, it was a case of look, we'll we'll see you next year, kind of thing. I'd say, don't get yourself right. So he went yeah. on to the states and found a bit of farm. And I mean, Kerry could have nearly done with him. Do you know what I mean? It's hard to it's hard to say that in hindsight, but like, Jesus, yeah. you need every fella if you're going to be launching a bid for the All Ireland. So it's it seems like a little bit of a a miss for Kerry. No, we'll be
1: back in now for next season, it, it, Woody, Jimmy. Get another yeah. go. Jack's well, going to have to yeah, like, be back in a few
2: guys throughout that that springtime most certainly yeah he's playing for um he's playing for Glen Flesk, so they're in the quarter final of the Intermediate Championship as well so he's going to have good exposure there he'll be playing with East Kerry good exposure there probably one of the favourites for the county Championship so if he's a good winter you'd imagine he'll be straight back in and get another big chance Yeah, it's all about staying fit yeah. then for him and launch a bit on the team
0: yeah I think there was there was a clatter to boys over there as well there was a a lot of inter-county talent on the field in the Boston finals but th- one of the beautiful things about it in Canton is 13 aside. there's no room for sweepers it's all out attack. we saw it last year it's, it is a different style of football when you're over there um, is 13 aside the
2: way forward? like if you were to change it would you go 13 aside, or would you or would you go you can't bring three fellas into your own half you have to leave three attackers harder to police that though yeah. 13 a side would be unreal though. There was some of space. You're losing four good footballers.
1: Mm. I don't think they're ever going to do you that. Are. They're never going to go down that road. No. that's Yeah, it's like it's, like it's uh, a... Okay. Really blitzes, those type of competitions. The championships abroad, like those type of things. You're not going to yeah. see an all a fight with 13 side. No chance. Mm. Definitely not. No there might be a couple of tweaks here and there but I, I, t- I know that the Real's got a lot of airtime early in the season particularly when the games were so bloody bad for for the majority of the championship and was like the, obviously the defensive side of things and do you try and bring in a second ref and stop players going to certain areas of the pitch very difficult to do that as well Like I don't know mm-hmm. uh, I, w- I don't envy the people tasked with trying to turn that one around but uh, I don't think 13 aside is going to be the answer ever at that level senior interculti level
2: The thing with 13 aside the argument would be that it wouldn't actually change anyone's approach to the game. They'd still be getting thirteen behind the ball. Do you know what I mean? It's
1: mm. just it space. Just isn't be, it? There's just
2: more space. Yeah, they would just be a bit more space, but you're gonna get more one-on-ones,
1: and that's the, I know that's what people want to see, and I know which are top about he had on, possibly, but uh, I don't see it coming in anytime in soon. There's
2: nothing better though, than seeing a fella one-on-one, and he puts he, he just smokes
1: them. Beautiful to see, but you know you just see it so little.
2: See it yeah, it's a bit. It's going out. It's going out of the game. I even know. Do you know what I notice it in? Definitely club level is, and actually inter-county level. in the half back line. Do you know, say you get the ball at five or seven, and a good half back would have a dummy in him. He skip around the half forward, yeah. no problem. And yeah. next thing you're you're on the attack. No, a half back is getting it, and they're going, they're going safety. They're going backwards. That's what you know, because forward. if they do take a fella on, there's going to be, it's going to be too many bodies if he doesn't who are the players time.
1: you want to watch like McCaffrey Gavin White these guys McKinless they get the ball on the half back line just go yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, no class. there's no ambiguity there. like the crowd gets a buzz we've seen some of these performances in the biggest games this year it's brilliant to see that's what people want to see we just don't see it enough and I think the interesting thing we're into the off season now and it's this time I know there's a lot of club champions but you start getting if if you look at last season were we talking how many managerial vacancies were up for grabs Tommy in last season's
0: off season was the biggest ever I'd have to double check this Paddy but I think the turnover was 12 uh, in terms of new managers last year I
1: don't think we're going to see a lot at all this season by the looks of things any of the ones we kind of had question marks over the last couple of weeks obviously the the last situation was McGeaney going to stay on the Throne situation, we're not going to do her They are probably two of the biggest ones that we say they disappointed ends the end of the season. They've been there a while. Were they going to change? And to be fair, Throne and Armagh came straight out and said, no, we're going to stick with it. Park Joyce at Galway was a big one as well after their disappointing season. So a lot of the big teams who you might have said that there might be a change or two there, that doesn't seem to be the case. There's going to be very little. Bar, obviously, potentially some news. Yeah, it yeah. would be a box office move in Donegal, which... Where yes, they probably never going it right
0: all season. But yeah, yeah well, we're we're gonna come back to that in a couple of minutes because we're recording tonight. It's Monday. I'm trying to leave it as close as possible to seven thirty. I'm not
1: staying on for two hours get talking about this is So
0: yeah, well, it's uh you know in an update this afternoon, Donegal County Board have asked their delegates to attend a hastily arranged meeting tonight at seven thirty to discuss and only one thing under the agenda. An update on the deliberations of the Senior Football Manager's Selection Committee. So um, we're expecting an update tonight on whether or not Jim McGuinness will be making a sensational return as manager of the Donegal Footballers. So I think we'll come back to that in a couple of minutes. Just before we leave uh, North America, the USGA finals are taking place at the weekend in the Rockies. They're in Denver, Colorado. Uh, An unbelievable weekend where there's camogie, Gaelic football matches and hurling held all weekend. And uh, just to give a little shout out to a team that won the, uh, I think they won the junior championship over there this weekend. They got one of the best names in the GA, The Austin Celtic Cowboys. (laughs) Cousin of mine, Desi Leonard. Saw the goal on Instagram. Uh, comes off the bench as a super sub and roofs the ball into the top left corner in their semi-final. I'm told it was very important in their comeback in that game. So shout out to them. And I believe there's a Clarny fella playing for them as well, James a Connor McGill. Um, look at him here; he's on the far left in this photo I've been sent. Tall enough, man. Yeah. Looks like he has a bit of football in him. He does. Yeah. So uh, that's the Crooks Austin Cowboys. A croaks man is he? Good fun. I don't know Connor. Fairness to so. Okay. Good crack. Okay, there you go. Did it so well done today? Where was he playing? I don't know what position he was playing. I can't see any numbers here on Connor's chest. I do know my cousin Desi. He's a Sligo man. Good left foot. He had number twenty-two on. He was their super sub coming off the bench. He's elite the left foot. Connor, actually, Connor McGill. Connor McGill he owes the me. Way. He owes me two hundred and fifty euros. Why? Huh? Was that another Connor McGill? No, that's that's for toast. Connor McGill. He's gone. But well, he was back. back today Yeah, Yeah, well, was.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But he's he's a big Leeds fan and I bet him that Leeds would go down. Down they went uh, and off he went to the states. <laughs> Does he still <laughs> look at you? Revolute. Revolute, <laughs> Revolut, please. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, Jerome Quinn is doing um great work this week. Over there, uh, puts up a video an hour ago of former Tyrone star Mark Bradley spreading a crossfield ball uh in the senior final for Young Ireland and they bet Chicago Wolf Tones so um yeah, so that, that's, a, that's an interesting one. So keep an eye on that over the weekend. Some great games there. Right, lads. There's a bit of news happening here in Ireland. Oh. Uh, we've already teased it there with Jim McGuinness to Donegal. We don't know exactly what the situation is yet. We're waiting to get full confirmation. The The noise coming out of Donegal is that this is legit. It's that this has been handled very well. Oh, We haven't heard anything from Jim, which I would take as a very good sign that he hasn't come out to dismiss the rumours. He hasn't come out to say this isn't happening So it looks like for the second time, there's a very good chance that Jim McGuinness will take charge of the Donegal footballers once more. um, Nearly 14 years on from when he first took charge back in the winter of 2010. What would this say to you about what Donegal could do next year? They need it.
1: Yeah. First, first and foremost, it's a
0: massive
2: statement. Like Like you're getting, you're getting every player, bang on board straight away asap there's going to be nobody who's thinking about going here there or everywhere or will I play or won't I play he's going to get everyone wanting to play for donegal again that's the first thing like we say about first impressions in the camp he already has it he's going to have the grasp of the players already everyone's going to be going to want to be in that camp and we the one thing that it would be interesting even while he was donegal manager last time he kind of had a change in a system and a development of his system even mm-hmm. while he was there so now that he's had time away from the game I wonder by watching is he going to come with something completely fresh again something that he's kind of observed from, from the games or is he going to go with what what's tried and trusted and what he knows because from the, from the clips I've seen of his training sessions he obviously brings an unbelievable intensity and just a different standard of training that's one side of it but in terms of actual the style of play it's going to be so interesting to see what they bring. Has he gone away and been a student of the game and said, this is what will oust Dublin or out Kerry or is he going Which to go that, that's, kind of same again?
1: Always a massive strength of his. That innovation he had. He, he had it when he yeah. was in, obviously he did a lot of time in different colleges around the country when he was playing. Sports, fanatical. He was very innovative but don't we've seen that got unbelievable results out of him got total buy-in from the players he's been away doing a lot of soccer stuff as well the background around that do mm-hmm. for pro licenses and things like that but but the biggest thing while he's been doing all of that and building his kind of expertise not just in Gaelic football but just in sports performance he's also he's been following the ga championship relentlessly as well like you know he's been doing obviously a lot of media stuff so he's had kind of a nice vantage point away from the hustle and bustle of being involved directly with a team but being able to see all of the biggest teams for the last number of years while he's been developing he's just been adding layers onto his coaching and his expertise outside the ga as well so i i i think my first reaction for McGuinness to go back there and he's been linked with loads of different jobs over the years and is he involved with this team is he doing a bit in the background if he goes in as the manager of Donegal, that is a massive plus for them they, and they absolutely needed it because they were a, a low, low ebb relegated I got the sense that Donegal you wouldn't be surprised the way things were going but were they going to nearly end up in Division 3 in the next couple of years that there's mm-hmm. the cohort that are really senior players were kind of looking to move on the younger they had no success really at underage at schools or underage teams and there was just a disconnect all over the place between their supporters the Kilty board obviously there was a lot of negativity around that we, got, we covered that in depth earlier on in the season but then missing that figurehead as well they couldn't get a manager last year that's when Mm. Petty Carr comes in look that didn't go particularly well there was obviously falling out there but you've the nail on the head there Jimmy Jim McInnes goes back in there now and it's August you know there's none of this waiting around and this is announced in December or January when it's it
0: was November last year for three or
1: four weeks to, to get back training before the season starts I can picture him going in and if it is true we don't know for certain we're back boys are going to be trying on Wednesday night <laughs> they're going to be flogged and 100% they will have plans it's not going to be just the case if Jim McGuinness coming summer, in summer
2: summer preseason. Honestly, yeah
1: I, I'm telling you <laughs> wait, wait you see this I, I think it's if you're a Donegal supporter or if you're a Donegal player you play Gaelic football in that county this is a massive coup for the county board to be able to pull this off and straight away it, it addresses stuff on the pitch you feel that they will they will perform they mightn't have the depth of players that they had from his first period in charge and they're not all-Ireland contenders but you're telling me can he get the but best out of that team but also anyone associated with them at Girl, G8, they want to be involved now kids the coaches mm. the clubs the county board supporters sponsors it's it is a massive, massive statement. And the interesting thing is who does he go in with him? Who does he bring in? Which yeah. is that's, Murphy that's and the Lacey, big question guarantee.
0: Possibly, possibly. Oh, Murphy and Lacey. Would he not be looking for Murphy to come back? Alice Stephen Cluxton. Um, I don't know. Fly I don't keeper. Know if Murphy's gonna play. That
1: would be
2: desperation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Clip that Tommy again. The twenty first of August. James O'Donnell, who goes after second GA Legend.
2: <laughs> The more you I say am, that, I, I, I didn't, didn't go, go after, we'll actually win. I said it was recognition by the county, flog, not, the not the player, not the player, <laughs>
0: right. Right. <laughs> not the player. Right, that's going down in infamy. But hey, you, you know we what? Before
2: the I, I think that what it says about McGuinness as well and Donny Gall is he's not going back in there to make up the numbers. Like I reckon he's going to have a three-year plan to win it. Like I think he he thinks big. He's not going in there make up the numbers he's looked at it he's seen Dublin he's seen Kerry he's seen Donegal a route back through Division 2 get players back in Blood a few new fellas and in three years he's going to be expecting to be challenging for top honours again no doubt about it so from what we said at the start of the year Jesus Donegal are going to be falling 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 now even from a player's point of view now we're on a, a three year plan to win Sam Maguire you know, like that's the, yeah. the mentality shift in the players which is going to be
0: a breath of fresh air for them well, We've always fallen into the trap uh, we kind of stopped it this year of Donegal on paper on this podcast because they've always felt like they've had the quality across the team and across the board this year and across the last 15 months we'll say everything has gone wrong for them like they had the fallout in the county final last year with St. Eunan's and um, the two O'Donnell brothers didn't play with the county after it Rory Kavanaugh's ticket fell apart uh, he's his bid to, to become the manager McGuinness was supposed to be on that originally there was the fallout with the county board and the academy and Carl Lacey walking away everything has mm. gone wrong in Donegal so um, when you talk about the players that were missing as well last year McBurty was injured for quite a bit Gallon only came back from injury quite late Ryan McHugh was away um, so you're likely to have lads like that coming back Michal Langan a lot of players that come back and um, Paddy when you speak about the depth Carol Kane had a piece in the Irish News today where he mentioned this stat that when McGuinness took charge in 2010 that Donegal team had been there thereabouts they've been you know turning over around, maybe an Ulster, star oh. they've been falling away or they never got really far enough and they never really were taken seriously they had only a Carl Lacey though. yeah only Carl Lacey and Kevin Cassidy at all-stars to their name when he took over in 2011 so you know McGuinness can obviously shape oh, yeah. and build players he's done it before you know. Did, Did
2: McGuinness have that 21 team
0: then yeah. Murphy missed the penalty. He was the manager at that time. That
2: was the 2010. Yeah, he
1: knew. Oh, he knew. You were on that coming. team, Paddy. No, right? it was the year before I was gone. But at go feel like. Uh, oh, you um,
0: 09,
1: sorry. James McCarthy, Dean Rock and those guys. Johnny Cooper were playing. Yes. Rory, Rory O'Carroll. So there was a big cohort of that double team that would go on, were, were part of that team. And Dudigal nearly won that, that final. Obviously, Murphy had the, the penalty at the end. Like, But there was a quality of player coming through. I don't know, the thing I'd always say with Gall they've always had pretty good players. Hmm. The issue was obviously maybe they weren't uh, cohesive as a team, they probably weren't conditioned as well, and McGuinness came in and changed all of that. That was his was his biggest legacy. And that kicked off the guts of a decade, where they were at times the top team in Ulster, but they were always in the mix as being Ulster title winners and All-Ireland contenders. I felt over the last 18 months that status that Donegal had had most certainly slipped. And that, that's so teams, mm-hmm. the, the management side of the teams one thing team, but also just a, a core of players moving on and that's, that was the challenge lots of teams faced the challenge double faced for, for a couple of years trying to bring through newer guys what McGuinness has proven he can do it the first time 14 years ago when we started this but he will find players in Donegal and he will get that team operating at the absolute peak of their powers that is a guarantee and if, if you're a coach at any level is that not really the, the fundamental thing that, that you can do. That's the, the bottom line as a coach. Can you make the players at your disposal the best that they can be? Is that going to be enough? Do only got have enough depth and, and players coming through to to go on and become the top dogs in Ulster again and compete to win all Ireland. I don't see that just now. I think this will take time for them. But if you look at the Ulster Championship in particular as well from Donegal's perspective, it's not overly strong. Derry have had mm-hmm. their, their period now where they've gone back to back Monaghan, Monaghan kind of, you think they're, they're going, they're going, they're going and they put, come back with something but our man Tyrone, who've had pretty poor seasons themselves by, by the standards they're looking to get to it's an open championship and I te- put it this way not one of the other counties in Ulster are, are happy with the news that Jimmy Guinness is going back in at Donegal, a um, no. but it's a brilliant, brilliant thing for, for that team, for that county and Jimmy, you said it if you're a player there young lad you are mad for you're not talking we're going to the States or doing any of this stuff you're like I want to be part mm. this journey again because they've seen how special it was the previous time big ass to try to follow that up but Jim McGuinness is he's going to leave no stone unturned to try and do that
2: if you say even yeah. the, the lengths that, that he that the players went to when he was in charge last time I remember seeing stories about about fellas losing weight and Trying to keep weight on because they were tra- training so hard. Like, he- and he had buy-in that time. He's gonna have such buy-in this time because he's a proven winner. Like, there's gonna be no questions asked. Whatever he demands, the Fella's just gonna give it to him. It's an it exciting. What would
0: what would it say to you? And it's it's in Carol Kane's Irish News report as well. Where to read for anyone? You'll you'll find it by just going onto our website or onto his Twitter account. What would it say to you that this this McGuinness um, pursuit a lot of it has been led by the players that we've got Paddy McBriarty, um Owen Bon Gallagher Hugh McFadden and Kieran Thompson in particular leading the charge mm. here for McGuinness to come back and that two of the big factors were the players chasing them and also the fact that the interview committee had Martin McHugh on it and Anthony Malloy. That was apparently very important in allaying a lot of fears that McGuinness previously would have had about how things are being run by the county board. So what would that say to you, that the players themselves are kind of involved in that? Is it Does that show good leadership or is that a good sign of a team? Or?
2: I think it does. I think that it means they care and they care an awful lot. Um, and also, from McGuinness' point of view, if if the players go after you like that and they tell you how much you want, they want, they want you... That gives you even more power. It's like, well, I want this, I want that from you. Are you gonna give me that buy in? He can even demand even more from them. And that's the kind of if you're going with your hat in hand to McGuinness and saying, Look, we we need you. Take take us and we're we're all in it. Like that's such a powerful movement. So I think it does show good leadership from the boys. And like they were obviously stuck in a scandal last year when they had to when they had to go and kind of say, Look, this isn't good enough. So now they're saying this is this is what we want to go yeah. with and there's no hiding place now. There is absolutely no. nowhere to go from here only to the top because they have to. They've, they've put all their chips in. I think it does show good leadership to be fair and no, it's exciting for them.
0: Yeah. yeah. Paddy, Division 2 next year. Armagh, Cavan, Cork, Donegal, Fermanagh, Kildare, Mead. So um, it's a good we'll have, that. have another look You're at You look at James
1: though who's Cork. You feel like they're going to be better for next season as well. <laughs> Armagh, obviously, they've decided to stick with McGuini. Can they turn it around? They'd be looking absolutely going to get promoted. Um, like it, it's an even one. Last year, Division 2 was a little bit of an anomaly because you always felt Dublin and Derry were going to come out of it. Lowe, to be fair, yeah. probably overperform a little bit. They're, they get their final game under Mickey Hart and they're in a chance of getting promoted. But that Division 2, mm. you can see, that's very open. And and look, without McGuinnis, if Donegal were on the same trajectory that they were to, throughout the summer I wouldn't have them get promoted from that but they all of a sudden they become major yeah. contenders to get back up yeah.
2: I'm ready yeah. I'm ready
0: for my team to watch
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jimmy wait wait we have four months before we need to get into that like.
0: well wait wait till we, <laughs> we later we actually get news that it's been confirmed that McGuinness is taking <laughs> you charge absolutely anything could happen to tonight no to watch, I was really. I was going with Cork anything well, can happen tonight that's going to me completely. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You are listening to the second last episode of episode tr- or Season 3 of the Football Pod. It's brought to you every week with thanks to AIB, proud sponsor of the Senior Football Championship. Um, you'll know by now that the Football Pod is available on the Off The Ball subscription. So if you want to try that out, just go to the Go Loud app or the Off The Ball app and you can get a free month trial. And uh, you'll be able to check out the subscription features there for all the Off The Ball podcasts and you'll get the football pod in there the the remaining episode of the season and uh, yeah there, I think there's three free listens per month on the Off The Ball app as well so even if you don't subscribe you get them so that's well worth checking out a couple of other bits of news lads um, last week Mayo footballer Jason Doherty announced that he was retiring um, I did a great piece with Jason during the summer really good chat got to talk to him about his 14 years as a footballer he was one of those forwards that transformed himself from a hotshot corner forward when he first brought Broke into what Andy Mourn described as the most important player in the second half of his career because he basically did all the running for Andy when Andy won Footballer of the Year back in 2017. Um, From speaking to some of the Mayo lads and looking at some of the tributes, he was one of those footballers that everyone loved to have as a teammate. Um, So well done to Jason for everything he achieved with with Mayo. And um, another bit of big news today was Clare's Owen Cleary, who's been nominated for All-Stars in the last two years. has decided he's taken a year out at 29 from Clare Football after a decade in the jersey. He's getting married later this year and going travelling. So um, I think he's got a couple of injuries to clear up as well. So that's a fairly young man retiring, James, at, or stepping yeah, away, retired. I suppose, at, at 29, stepping away at 29. But um, oh,
2: Yeah, do you know what? A year to freshen up and sometimes yeah. a year, sort your injuries, sort your sort your head out and get the, mm. get the freshness back and find the love of it again also there's a change in management there you know maybe mm. he wants to see maybe he wants to see how that goes I don't know but I mean it, a year out you'd be you'd be buzzing for it if you did come back yeah. in a year later like you'd be you'd be mad for it I think because
0: yeah. it- we talk about the physical toll but the the mental toll I'm not just talking about it, I'm talking anyone anyway, in particular here but like the mental toll of being an inter footballer must be it's so all-consuming as well like just that that breathing room to be able to get away and do something different for a while must be very important well we, I mean, we saw a lot of the dubs do it I, I think you'll see time. a
1: lot of players do this over the next I know we're straight into club championship now and a lot of stuff's going on but it, it, it is busy this time of year when you get to like September October time and most of the club stuff is finished up if you're not successful you'll. I think you'll see players taking that window to maybe get away for a couple of months themselves or take a, a full season out it's become far more prevalent over the last number of years obviously Edward's was a couple of high profile Dublin guys but I think you'll see this across the board from lads um just it, it, nearly in a way the split season has kind of given a window to players where you can get more time away and kind of realise oh shit I can go on summer holidays or go and do whatever with my mates or missus or whatever it might be and he nearly opens your eyes a bit more to life outside of football and, and, we, and we've seen it I think coaches have to be kind of have to be adaptable adaptable themselves as well that if a young guy wants to head away for a couple of months you could say look if that's your prerogative through, but we hear all the coaches the door is never closed all that type of stuff now mm-hmm. you when you come back and if you want to throw your name in the hat you need to be pretty exceptional in terms of earning that your place back in the team and stuff like that but I, I think we've seen it so much more even in the last three or four years than even when myself and Jimmy were playing at our peaks players are going to be moving away. And it's 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 more challenging, particularly for, for counties like Clare, where there's maybe, you have a couple of marquee players that you need, particularly scorers and things like that, where if, if they decide to step away, that's a massive blow that the larger counties may, just surely by the numbers they have, be able to deal with it a little bit better. But um, I think it's something we're definitely going to see now, between now and now and Christmas time for a lot of counties. And that's, it's tough for managers to try, try and manage that process.
2: Yeah, is, but you'll, see fellas getting, you'll see fellas getting sick of it because even even down here now in Kerry, right? Say Kerry got to the All-Ireland final. Two weeks later, club championship started. Okay? That's f- four or five weeks on the trot, depending how far they get. Then there's a week off and they're into county championship. Okay? That's where fellas join their divisions or if their club is strong enough, they go on their own. So they've gone from All-Ireland to club championship, straight into county championship. And if they're in the finals of their club championship, that's on the final or the semi-final or final is on after the county championship, and then it runs straight into a Munster championship if they win that. And the Kerry teams are quite strong, say when they move on. So it could be, which it was for say the Fossa lads, the Cliffords or more like Rat the Paul Murphy or Shane Ryan. So it's it's twelve year or twelve months, of a year. So like you will yeah. see fellas going, Do you know what? i not gonna, I'm going to get burned out of this. I need a break. Mm. You know, so I think yeah.
0: th- I think that's going to happen as well. I think we are going to see that with the split season as as it goes on. I think that is going to be one of the knock on effects, especially for intercounty footballers. It's going to be absolutely relentless. So that is, I, I look, at, I I think for the club footballer, I think it, I think it helps. I don't know, James, what your perspective is as a club footballer having that bit of solidity in the calendar and knowing when it's going to be. It probably does make a difference.
2: Yeah, I like that. I must say, for the club, it is better. But the club, the club players were treated fairly averagely for a long time do you know it was a case mm-hmm. of you might play here you might play there you had no set kind of year whereas a block of proper club action is so enjoyable and it's so, so important for, for the GA and everyone in the town it's massive like the the club championships have been unbelievable in Kerry this year do you know the the kind of excitement and the buzz they make so
0: I think yeah, they have great to be, scenes. Yeah, they have to be treated That's, with enough respect yeah I saw some great photos of Temple No and uh, Kenmare at the weekend. Yeah, massive rivalry just that go- there. Massive rivalry. There's a gorgeous setting there. Just the the pitch just beside the water. And yeah, Kenmare won by packed. a point.
2: So that was Shawnee Shea and Stephen O'Brien's team beat the Spillans and Morley. And Morley, yeah. Temple as well. Yeah, yeah. So they beat yeah they be right next to each other. Like huge rivalry there. So now, yeah. and Temple No were in the Temple No were in the club championship final last year against Ciarans or Ratlis, who just lost the All-Ireland semi-final and they had a free to draw it but they lost and this year if they don't win their last game they're going to be in a relegation playoff to go down to intermediate. game. doggy <laughs> dog down inter- the kingdom.
1: Doggy dog down there.
2: It is doggy yeah. dog which yeah. is enjoyable though.
0: Yeah. Yeah there's a couple of other bits of news that I wanted to get to from around the the counties. Um, I might get your thoughts on a few bits so Uh, briefly in Limerick it looks like we have uh, a new manager Jimmy Lee a brother of Billy previous manager set to get the Limerick job he had been involved in the background there on Billy Lee's management team for a while he's going to be replacing Mark Fitzgerald who took over from Ray Dempsey when Dempsey was um, essentially bombed out by the Limerick players halfway through the league Uh, he's a manager of Newcastle West in the county and is a big successor so Jimmy Lee is taking charge there in Limerick Deccan Kelly is set to, or has been confirmed as the Offaly boss he's of course the under 20 All-Ireland winner manager from a couple of years ago um, proposed before the weekend that is set to be that is confirmed and his management team is set to be announced the Belfast Telegraph are reporting that Sean Kavanagh has become player manager of his club Moy this is an interesting one their manager Kevin Murray from the La Club he's also the Queen Sigerson manager stepped down last week the club were relegated last year after having a good start. They should have beaten Ergol Kieran. They are relegated last year in Intermediate. They're now mid-table in their league in Tyrone. The, the promotion and relegation is connected to the league in Tyrone in their system. Their only way up now is to win the Intermediate Championship. So, seemingly, uh, Kavanaugh and a couple of players are taking charge of the team He's now. He's doing last a rude Hullet or a Gianluca Vielli. Yeah, so it's an interesting one. Jeez. Like, players select- Player selector roles, player manager roles in Gaelic football, could they come into fruition? Could we see that with Michael Murphy maybe next year, no? Mm. I, c- I couldn't think of any worse. No. I just want to get Michael Murphy back you're, with Jim. You're <laughs> mad for that. He <laughs> will be.
1: He we'll will be definitely. we have to wait and see later on. But no, no, maybe a club level, yeah, but county no, you can't.
2: But even a club level is brave. You'd want to be oh, I'd, outstanding.
1: I'd, I'd, I wouldn't fancy it, but I think you'll have a chance of seeing it more. I don't think you can see that. Inter Intercounty, no chance. Yeah. No, yeah. Sean Cabinet, to be fair, Johnny, uh, I'm surprised he's still playing a bit. Like, be fair, I know he was doing the 40s, the Masters with Tyrone, and he keeps himself in good old nick, but he's very busy, obviously, with the media stuff, and he's his own company off the pitch. Like, so it's obviously luck he only returned last year, yeah. He returned I'm surprised last year, he still yeah. he played a lot of football, lads. But like, his body must be under yeah. pressure. Like, you now he was underage star through Tyrone, senior debut, what, th- 2001, and he's still doing a little bit. At some going. Yeah. Oh, but don't
0: envy yeah. that I do not envy that yeah a type of player as well that always took a bit of grief yeah. on a pitch like always in contact always yeah, in, in the middle, like, taking letters on a... so yeah anyway yeah so that's that's an interesting one um, we've got words as well on the football pod that it's uh, sounding increasingly likely that Kieran Donaghy is going to be staying part of Kieran McGeaney's ticket next year in Armagh so Armagh have obviously had as many close calls as we can say on this pod um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure where you sit on Armagh, lads, looking into 2024? Are you looking at it as a year for potential that McGeeney can get it, get them over the line this time? They've obviously been close. There's obviously been rumblings there in the county that you know there's frustrations that they haven't got over the line. But what would you be looking at at Armagh for 2024? Well, Armagh with a bit of luck
2: would have been Ulster champions and Ulster two-time yeah. All Ireland semi-finalists. Mm. It's mad, isn't it? Like it, it is mad. So they, they've got to be aiming at the highest levels again and they're in Division 2 it definitely didn't do Derry or Dublin any harm this year even though we were thinking that not having enough of a kind of exposure during the year would be a downside but Dublin and
0: Derry well, seem to do we're it fine with, we're seeing with the round robin as well you're going to get your couple of matches anyway like you're going your to get those two in, yeah. or three games well, I,
2: I still think that they're going to be dangerous they'll they'll rattle Ulster everyone can rattle Ulster yeah, you know, it's so but competitive they they need they need it they need to win an Ulster I think that's the first monkey they have to get off their back
1: I think I know they, they don't really go big in the league at all in their mind, but I would have thought winning Division 2 is surely an important thing to get back up to that top table it was very important in their development over the last number of years being a consolidated Division 1 team and just winning a, winning a trophy we've said that they, they've come close the Ulster Championship obviously the kind of lit the margins are so so fine losing that final to Derry on penalties but I we said it at the time I thought their the end to their season was incredibly disappointing that their mm. they kind of flip flop between playing really aggressive stuff on the front foot to go with the beat Galway um and they could be the exhilarating team at times but I thought the performance gets and I just felt they got that one wrong in that quarter final I, I, I don't think it suited them the way they approached that game and, and they were caught and they they have they have potential of course they do but I, I think for them to take the next step there's got to be a bit more bravery we said this at the time we covered this in depth the week after they were beaten by, by Monaghan when you play that style of play you're keeping other teams in the game and I think our man have weapons where they can play more aggressively than that um, they do a lot of things right obviously they've got a very bad injury to Ethan Rafferty who's a massively important player for them um, but they've decided to go stay with McGeaney the, the coaching team is there the players obviously have buy-in but if you're them, you've got to be looking. Go, we, we, we win division two, and we try and win the Ulster championship because that's. And I think they're realistic things for our Even though it was a disappointing end of the season, I think that Ulster championship was wide open. Um, but uh, look, what will we see in the National League? When will we see something, things a little bit different, more layers into the game? I'd love to see it because I, I think the way they're performing in the big games at the minute, I think they're, I think they're selling themselves a little bit short for the quality player oh. that they have. That was last year, really. You felt. Oh yeah, yeah. We said it at the time. So I, I think that surely they can't look at those games and losing in the really tight games and go, "Could we have done a couple of things differently there?" In, our, in terms of our attacking shape and our attacking approach, and surely they can see that.
2: Mm. I think sometimes there's an element of of fear there. I don't know, it's a fear, but it's kind of a case of we'll try not to lose this game before we go and try and win it. But like. I, I just think it's it's more powerful if you go after a team and try and win it and as you said Paddy they have all the tools to do that yeah. they have the ball winning forwards they have the kickers they have the runners they've had McGuini training him for this long with the fitness the game smarts of Danny. like there's so much there it's just a case of little switch I think to, to go on the front foot and go after teams 100%. like even well, the, even the the way to do it is nearly from both sets of kickouts start from there do you know, press kick outs and and create a bit of energy in the team from your kick out. Make sure you get that right. If you're going long, you're on the team. Do you know rather than sometimes if you're chipping the ball short and you're giving up a kick out, that mentality is just it's yeah. almost going out to to not lose rather than rather
0: than to win. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that's something we would have seen as well. Um, Colin O'Rourke as well is on the lookout for two new coaches Paul Garrigan and Eugene Ivers who are part of the Meade women's team that won two All-Irelands have both left his backroom team so the 2023 Talton Cup winners are on the it's lookout important. for coaches it's important to
1: get the right people in there because yeah. you look at where Meade were and where, where they finished the season earlier, really an opposite with our massive positivity winning that the Cup final against their own we said Division 2 was a little bit more open. They'll fancy their chances of maybe doing something, but you got to get the right people in there. And look, there is time to see that. I think we will see, we'll see what happens tonight. That will be obviously a very, very high-profile appointment if that goes ahead up in Donegal. But I think you'll start seeing both players and coaches making decisions over the next probably four or five weeks uh, and get a real handle on what we're going to expect to see in the early part of the 2024 season. But... Without a doubt, for Colin Morocco getting the right people in there to keep that momentum in me is massively, massively important. And do you know what? They've become a far more attractive proposition than they were 12 months ago, and
2: on, on the back of that as well. So mm. Um, mm. it's an interesting role for someone. For in people, any word on yeah, where happens. where me they're going to hold it. No,
1: it I haven't had any you word. word about. Try, That's try a try big name, call. You me, if you get to go on the holiday <laughs> <laughs> I would go. If
0: someone had a plus one, I'd go. Huh? And would you only be marketing yourself now as a forwards coach or would you be looking at football in general? Like, would you be looking to do the whole show? Mindset coach. I, me? No, Yeah, I, if you had your LinkedIn there,
2: no, you your LinkedIn up player. there. Still a player. A player? Oh. The legs player on coach. me. <laughs> I'm not Jones. ready for coaching. <laughs>
1: it's five years left and I'm
2: at it. I know what left. you're thinking, though, that I am a, a genius of the game. And you're thinking... Oh, hey, I very, be level, very high level.
1: Very high level.
2: Now, all of our listeners are thinking of two, th- James. Are, yeah. I don't think there's a difference, though, between between defence and forward coaches. Remember even what Tally said and what these fellas mm-hmm. are saying? Like They have to be together. It's all about transition, going from one to
0: the mm-hmm. other. If you're a forwards, co- forwards coach... I no, think... I don't I, I, I don't, don't know. I don't, Paddy, I don't. Surely he had different... Like You would have had maybe Paul Clark working on certain stuff where you would have had different coaches for different areas, which yeah, you Yeah,
1: know? but it, it's not like it was like Declan Darcy would have been more, obviously on the defensive side, Jason Sherlock would have been more on the forward side, but there was still, the way the game is are, so it. fluid mm-hmm. now. Like, it can't just be, a oh, wheels of just deal with the forward stuff here and nothing else. Yeah. It is, it is. Yeah. I thought Paddy Telly actually explained it quite well. It's just a football coach. Like, we were yeah. talking just the half-backs, the half-forwards. They're basically mm-hmm. playing the same position. Like You've got to be able to defend, you've got to be able to attack, you've got to nail the skills. So... Yeah, I think that, again, the more so sort the of playing positions have kind of become a bit obsolete. I think they're the all of those coaches as well. You just need to manage the whole game. You need to be able to contribute to both sides with or without the ball. So, um,
2: yeah. And your your relationship between the half-back line and the half-forward line is so key to starting every attack. You can't just cut off the half-back no. line and say, all right, you take the half-forwards and the full-forward line players there and come up with some attacking plan because it's going to be started. Yeah
0: with 5, 6 and 7 ok so football coach James O'Donoghue not forwards coach so I take it back <laughs> take it back Paddy Anders James O'Donoghue thank you very much once more for joining me on the football pod good work this week hopefully there'll be some big news this Jim McGinnis yeah. news is legit and we don't have to re-record the pod later on tonight I'm going to watch a Monday night so
1: football and go to bed
0: get me sleep back enjoy it Paddy yeah, oh Arsenal we'll,
1: Palace.
2: Uh, yes not a classic but we'll see both teams to score, good. definitely there you are
0: Okay. James (laughs) No, not happening. James, Patty, thanks mean. Have a good week boys and we'll catch up later in the week. Take care, go out, see you later.